Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. So let's take a look at that polling, shall we? What does it tell us? What does it mean? What does it say? What does it not say? You can always read something into a poll. Doesn't mean that it means anything. Some things are exactly as we thought they were. And one of those things is that Nikki Haley has moved the needle zero when it comes to South Carolina. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. Find everything at TonyKatz.com. Be a supporter over there. Would love it. Would appreciate it. And, of course, uh, you can catch the live stream at Rumble, YouTube, uh, LinkedIn, on X, and on Facebook if you're desperate. I'm going to get into Zuckerberg because I'm not a fan. I, 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 I find him to be a despicable guy who he can act like he's uh, morally wounded, but he has not been an advocate for free speech. That is on him. That is on him completely. And what he has allowed to happen on his platform is, is reprehensible. But even in all the questions asked to him uh, yesterday about uh, sexually explicit content, to some of which, some of it certainly uh, to, to the point that they, they should do better. But some of it, you're, you're engaging in a blame game that if there was all this lockdown, there would be nothing. Are we better off without the platforms to begin with? Now, that's different than whether or not we need social media in our lives. These are two different things. And, and me, certainly, uh, less would be more. And I think that there is a truism that if, if it wasn't for what I do, I wouldn't be as connected to it. But what, what I always find odd and, and fascinating about that argument is, well, would we be talking? Right? Because you're connected to it. And sometimes we're connected via what's happening on Instagram or Facebook or, or TonyCats.com, uh, which is not a traditional website in that way. It's set up to be a, a community uh, website. Uh, like, So we wouldn't have those connections. Well, that's a problem because the connections are good. X, The X connection is good, Twitter. I don't know if I want that stuff to go, but you read what's on there and you're like, holy hell, these people are miserable and terrible and awful. These people are just terrible. Uh, So there's a bit of a back and forth there. But it's it's certainly clear that there are efforts at play at these social media companies to stop certain things. But I don't know if they can necessarily stop everything. And what's the parental responsibility involved? The other side of that is if, if, if they're not doing their job and we're still allowing TikTok to play in the U.S., we're nuts. What's getting fed via TikTok, it cannot be denied. The content being fed to American kids is absolutely harmful. Of this, there is no debate. So even I right there, just taking it in that circle, I think we should discuss it. We will. That's coming up in a little bit. Let me get to the latest polling out of South Carolina. This is the Real Clear Politics Average. And this shows right here. This shows that in the latest poll, which is the Washington Post-Monmouth poll, so the one before that was early January, you had Trump 54, Haley 25, DeSantis 7, and also Chris Christie was in that poll. 
So Chris Christie was five. DeSantis was seven. That's 12 points. You had Ramaswamy at three. So, so 15. 15 points now to spread around two candidates. The Washington Post Monmouth University poll, Trump 58, Haley 32. So Haley went up seven. Trump went up four. The spread is 26. The poll, the Emerson poll was 29. You know what you call that? No movement whatsoever. All the talk and all the everything else, the last poll doesn't have a single bit of of quantifiable difference, movement. I'm not saying they, they there wasn't some. They both went up. That three points isn't the story. You had 15 points to play with, and you gained seven. You didn't get half. How's that for an argument? And so, therefore, the spread in the Real Clear Politics average, that spread is now 27. Trump at 53.7, Haley at 26.7 when you do the average, and that means that it's still Trump's ballgame. Even if Nikki Haley, even if she overperforms by 10 points, what does it matter? What does it matter? Because even if she were to overperform by 10 points, you would still have Trump victorious in every single way. Every single way. Then there was, well, this this was part of it right here. This whole Trump-Biden polling where um, you see in, in from, from Quinnipiac, from Emerson, from Daily Costs and Civics and Economist YouGov, you have in these last four polls, um, Quinnipiac has Biden up by six over Trump. Emerson has Trump up one over Biden. Daily Cost Civics has it tied at 44 apiece. And the Economist YouGov has Trump, 40, uh, Trump 42, Biden 43. So Biden leading by one. What does this tell us? What does it tell us? Well, I'll give you a couple of things that it tells us. And one of the things that it tells us is you got to look back at uh, some previous numbers. One of the good things I like about Real Clear Politics is that they show you this day in history. So if I'm taking a look at the last poll, which was done by the economist YouGov, and it was 1,486 registered voters with a margin of error of 2.9. So I like both of those things. Uh, no, I don't believe polls in, in, in the main. You could take a, an amalgamation. But when I do look at a poll, uh, how many people do you have? I need at least over 700, over 1,000 is where you want to be. This is 1,486. Uh, and these are registered voters, over, not likely voters, but go with it. And a margin of error of 2.9. Anything under 3% for me is okay. And this has Biden plus one. If I go back to this day uh, in 2020, Biden was up five and a half percent. 
five and a half. Now, in this poll, he's up one. And Trump is still ahead in the overall by 1.7. This is where I think people are kind of getting a little bit nutty. That they look at this and say, aha, look what's happening. Ah, Trump's falling apart. Trump's fading fast. Trump's having the issue. I say it again. We could have had DeSantis. DeSantis would have been a much easier lift. Much, much, much easier lift. Trump's not an easy lift. And the people who think that he's just going to waltz in and win this thing without question, I think are fooling themselves and also a little nutty. Stop thinking this is going to be easy. There's no part of this that's going to be easy. But the numbers are not insane. Because while, for example, if we were to take a look at that uh, Quinnipiac poll, let's put that back up. In the Quinnipiac poll, we've got Biden up by six. Okay. That's one poll and an outlier. Because I can go to a poll from Reuters Ipsos that shows Trump up plus five. I can go to the Messenger Harris X that shows Trump up by six. So one poll going for Biden the other way does not change an entire mentality. But it sure as bloody hell does push uh, a narrative. And that's what we're seeing. I don't want to talk narrative. I want to talk reality. And the reality is, if you take a look at the spread of 1.7, you're crazy if you think Trump is up enough. And if you take one more look at it, you'll notice, you'll see the sea of red going back to uh, January uh, 10th. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine polls. And Trump leads seven. Biden leads two. No, uh, Trump leads six. Biden leads two. You have to add it to nine. And then they tie in one. So you could also spin it as Trump is clearly in the lead. Biden, the incumbent, has got serious issues. But Trump does not have a big enough of a lead and getting Trump over the finish line in America that doesn't like him, sorry, a lot of America doesn't like the man, is going to be very difficult. And in three of the last four polls, Biden is ahead or tied. Does that mean a tide has turned? That was a little bit of wordplay right there. I feel good about that. I do. I do. That was quite all right. This is the question before us. People are looking to engage this data solely, explicitly, exclusively for their political motives. Of course, that makes sense to us. We need to take a look at what the data might be actually telling us because it might give us an idea of how to engage a new course, how to ensure a a victory uh, for what is clearly going to be our, our guy. I mean, there are still people out there who really think that that Nikki Haley can pull something out, but I think those people are um, wholly unserious. 
I think they are. They are. Well, I think they're 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 mad. Let me give you uh, two things about Biden that could be used against him, and I think that these are are worthy things. The first comes from Congressman Henry Cuellar of Texas while speaking to Al Sharpton. Yes, sir, that's a very good point. Uh, Some of us that live at the border, we've been seeing what New York and other places have been seeing for a long time. It's, and with all due respect, New York and Chicago and Washington, D.C. and Denver are just getting a drop of what we see at the border. But now... Well, he's right about that. It is just a drop of what they see at the border. The border is good for Trump and bad for Biden. And if you want an example, uh, that attack that took place in New York, that uh, attack that that took place where um, you had a cop who was uh, beaten by uh, illegal immigrants, and they, of course, didn't spend any time in in jail, and then they're walking around giving reporters the finger. First of all, why would we want them? This idea that, well, we want to take people in, they're just looking for a better life. That guy's not looking for a better life. That guy's a scumbag. Why would anybody want him in the country? Why don't we have a standard and say no? And if Representative Ocasio-Cortez has a problem with it, to hell with her. This is a guy you want in the country? A guy who just gives you the finger? Hey, I beat up a cop. You don't like it? You could just kiss off. That's the guy you want? You're weird. You're weird. You're wrong. You're despicable. The answer is no. Throw him out on his butt. Who cares about his future? He doesn't care about us. Please, there are plenty of people for us to care about because they actually care about the nation. They care about having a better life. They care about feeding their kids and a whole series of things. Not this guy. Forget this guy. We do not need this guy. People like that are unimportant. F these people. F these people indeed. F these people. Yeah, okay, I just want to make sure I played right. I had to to double check. The second is uh, uh, how Dana Perino explained it. Talking about this uh, attack. Also, don't you think that those three that are out already, they're already back in shelters that you're paying for? Right. And that's pretty gross. What better sentence that sums up the Biden administration than this one? Illegal immigrant mob beats up officers released immediate without bail. That's excellent. As an excellent summation, these border issues are going to work very, very, very well for for Donald Trump. And there are these issues that are going to work well for Trump and not work well for Biden, and they are trying to spin it to the best of their ability and failing remarkably. And yet, three of the last four polls are for Biden or tie. Two for Biden one tie. If I'm the Trump folk, I'm paying attention to that too. Because that's not a warm and fuzzy feeling. That could be the start of a trend. Now that everyone thinks that Trump's actually the nominee. I could spin it that way. These numbers, people want to take them and just at some... Uh, ideological face value and never think about anything else. Try to sell their story. We need to look at them and figure out what they mean. I'm Tony Katz and this is... 
So I just caught this. this. Israel's war cabinet says the fighting may last through 2024. That was uh, Newsmax. That's where I caught this this story. That the Biden administration is now going to sanction settlers in the West Bank. Those who attack Palestinians in the West Bank following the Hamas terrorist attack uh, on October 7th, killing over 1,200 Israelis and others. Today's actions, says Jake Sullivan, National Security Advisor, quote, seek to promote peace and security for Israelis and Palestinians alike. If, if you remember, it was Jake Sullivan who uh, stated to all of us that um, there, the, the uh, Middle East has never been more peaceful. That was, what, a week before the attack, days before uh, the Hamas attack? This is what he said. There's never been a moment, never been a moment where it's been more peaceful. Uh, the problem with allowing children to be in charge is that they don't actually know how to do anything. And this is another move that the administration moves forward on to show where their thoughts are. They side with terrorists. Well, if if we sanction the Israelis who are getting into fights with Palestinians, we'll really start to bring everybody to the table. You're not talking about Palestinians, I thought. You were talking about Hamas, a terrorist organization. How are you going to bring anybody to the table when Hamas wants one side dead? They don't want peace. They don't want a negotiation. They want to kill. They've made it clear. What are you trying to do, Joe Biden? It is embarrassing at this stage of the game. And they have no plans whatsoever of stopping. Now, that hasn't stopped them with trying to take down the Houthi rebels because that is, while in some cases it might be seen as support of Israel, and Lord, they can't have that, it is about our future, our safety, our security, oh, and our money. Because the more expensive it is to ship goods from point A to point B, the more Americans have to pay. That's bad in an election year, and this way you get to look strong and tough. American forces carrying out a strike in Yemen against 10 drones. And a ground control station belonging to the Houthi rebels. This, according to the U.S. military, this was yesterday. A warship also shot down anti-ship missiles fired by the Houthis, later, later downing three Iranian drones. Maybe, maybe, just maybe. Oh, I'm sorry if that's playing right there. I'll get rid of that right there. Sorry if that was playing. Sorry about that. Um, it would It would seem to me that one of the things we have to do is we have to say we don't allow these attacks to take place at all or, or, or we don't allow these drones to exist at all. Why do they still have drone capability and drone technology? We just need to put an end to it. And yet we haven't done it yet. We can go about uh, uh, sanctioning Israelis. Piece of cake. We can't even respond to three murdered Americans. Three American service members killed, no response. So, yes, we are right in taking on the Houthis, but I don't think we're doing it strong enough. We don't respond to Iran. They, we do, however, sanction Israelis. If you ask what side Joe Biden's on, 
kind of easy to see he sides with a side that just isn't worth siding with. This is Tony Katz today. So this Mark Zuckerberg hearing in front of the Senate committee talking about sex trafficking was important. I don't I don't say no uh, to that. And certainly, as, as I've discussed, if we're talking about legalized prostitution, if we're talking about uh, an adult of their own free will, of their own volition, without coercion, engaging in contract, I try not to get involved. Call it my libertarian streak. I, I, I can defend that. I'm not saying someone should. I am saying that someone can. These are two very different things. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today, good to be with you. I am always wary of the people who want to tell me what you can and cannot do. If you are an adult and you want to engage in contract of your own free will, I don't see where I am or the government is to stop you. Whether you should is a completely different matter. But when we talk about trafficking, whether it be, you know, sex trafficking, uh, you're talking about people not of their free will, not of their own volition, and absolutely... You want to put an end to it. And you see when there are these large-scale events, uh, the Super Bowl, the Indy 500, uh, an all-star game, there's always these warnings. There are always these warnings of be on the lookout, be, be aware of it. And clearly, one could see that in social media, there is a, uh, there's an issue. In social media, there is, without a doubt, and exposing that 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 is going on. There's um, first of all the 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 what can constitutes content these days, which involves some girl in various states of no clothes engaged in a ridiculous dance that has no actual talent to it. It's because the dance isn't what's important. It's a problem. It's a problem, and I have, uh, whether it, I've stated it to, to my wife or to my friends, dear Lord, it, it, it's porn. It's, it's crazy what is happening, whether it be the, 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 the shorts there on, on Facebook. I don't even know what they call them on Facebook, and the reels on Instagram, and I don't have TikTok. What TikTok is feeding kids is pure on poison. Poison. Um. So, so they have all these social media group people, heads in, in front of the Senate committee. And Zuckerberg is there. And man, Mark Zuckerberg is taking it on the chin. Uh, Mr. Zuckerberg, you and the companies before us, I know you don't mean it to be so, but you have blood on your hands. You have a product. You have a product. That's killing people. The people who are applauding are sitting behind Mark Zuckerberg of Meta Facebook. Uh, these are people who are family of those who have been exploited and, and, and hurt because of connections online. Going to someone's house and it turns out it's a 42-year-old man who, uh, who pretended to be a 13-year-old boy or a 13-year-old girl. and They have every right to be angry. And I would never tell them they, they can't be, although I have 
other questions and statements um, that are going to offend some. You just have to wait for all of it. I'm not trying to offend, trying to honestly address the situation here, which doesn't often happen. Blood on your hands is some strong stuff. Then there was Senator Mike Lee. You for a moment, Mr. Zuckerberg. Instagram recently announced that it's going to restrict all teenagers from access to uh, uh, eating disorder material, suicidal ideation uh, themed material, self harm content, and that's fantastic. Uh, that's great. Um, what's what's odd? What what I'm trying to understand is. is why it is that Instagram is um, only restricting, it's, it's restricting access to, to uh, sexually explicit content, but only for teens ages 13 to 15. Uh, why not restrict it for 16 and 17 year olds as well? Uh, Senator, my understanding is that we don't allow sexually explicit content on, on the service for people of any age. Um, the, the, um, How is that going? Uh, you know, our our, uh, our prevalence metrics suggest that w- I think it's 99% or so of the content that we remove, we're able to identify automatically using AI systems. So, I thought that uh, the the comment from Senator Lee was a was just a cheap dig, and not something that seriously addresses the situation at hand. He was looking for something that would get him uh, some good clicks and something that uh, would get him uh, in with his uh, constituents. The question was was fine, but the how's it going? Maybe that's to minimize how difficult the task is. Now, before I go any further, allow me to be clear. I don't like Mark Zuckerberg at all. I think his total uh, abandonment of free speech on the Facebook platform he deserves all the derision he gets. What a low life. And no, you haven't been in favor of free speech. Yes, you have curtailed speech. Yes, you ensured people didn't talk properly about COVID. Yes, you ensured people didn't talk properly about Hunter Biden's laptop. That's enough for me. And it's why I moved everything over to TonyCats.com, to the locals platform, away from Facebook. Screw him. Not giving him any more of my money. Yes, there's still a page there. I don't like it. I am told that it is, it would not be uh, advantageous to the brand to get rid of it. But aside from streaming this show, I don't play there. I play over at TonyCats.com. That's where I put my advertising dollar. That's where I put the opportunities, etc. X, because of, what's, uh, because of what Elon Musk has done, that's where I'll put my advertising dollar. Not to Facebook. Won't do it. But even I would understand that the, the uphill battle of trying to keep this content away from kids is an overwhelming battle. It's not easy because you still want people to be able to engage the way they want to engage and you're trying to protect uh, these kids, which is rightfully so and good on Senator Lee for recognizing there's a difference between the 17-year-old and the 18-year-old. This stuff is not easy. But the senators went about this as if they were some level of moral authority. Senator, our our tools for identifying that kind of content are industry-leading. That doesn't mean we're perfect. There are definitely issues that we have. 
but we continue Mr. to invest Zuckerberg, the time. That, yes, think, there are I, a lot that is slipping through. It appears that you're trying to be the premier sex trafficking no, Of course not, Senator. In this uh, Senator, that's ridiculous. No, Senator, it is not ridiculous. Uh, you want to turn around this, and tell these people that... We don't want this content on our platforms. And we, why don't you take it down? We do take we it down. We are here discussing... We, we, we need you all to work with us. No, you're not. You are not. And the problem is we've been working on this. Senator Welch is over there. We've been working on this stuff for a decade. You have an army of lawyers and lobbyists that have fought us on this every step of the way. You work with NetChoice, the Cato Institute, Taxpayers Protection Alliance, and Chamber of Progress to actually fight our bipartisan legislation to keep kids safe online. So are you going to stop funding these groups? Are you going to stop lobbying against this and come to the table and work with um, Nothing like getting lectured to by a senator. And I like Senator Blackburn. But the idea that Facebook is trying to be the premier sex trafficking site is a heck of a statement and a heck of an accusation. And in many ways could be seen as defamatory. I'm not denying that these things are happening. What I'm stating is that it is very obvious that none of the people on this committee would have the slightest idea of how to stop any of it. And it is hilarious when you see Republicans or Democrats talk about how you need to do this and you need to do that. They don't have the first faintest you-know-what idea of what it is. Do you think they have any idea of how deep it is, the technological challenges that are there? Why won't you work with us? It isn't a question of working with you. It's a question of how do you do the thing? Now, if Facebook is being proactive in protecting child predators, well, go after them and burn them to the blanking ground. You go right ahead. You feel free. But again, what this looks like is let me be moral and dance on your head. It bothers me when I have to look at Mark Zuckerberg, a guy who doesn't deserve my respect at all, and say he is not being treated right here. When uh, Mao, Chairman Mao, took over China, he had what were known as struggle sessions. You have seen struggle sessions. It's how progressives speak to the rest of uh, the country. Prove you're not a racist. Well, you say you're not, that's just proof of your racism. You see, you don't understand. See, that's exactly what anti-racism is. We're trying to end racism by being proactively not racist. But all you're doing is defending whiteness. You see, you're just too fragile to have this conversation. It's your white fragility. Those are all struggle session conversations. Well, we expect you employees to go into a room and admit to your to your uh, guilt uh, of, of, of your whiteness and then uh, how you're going to do better. Well, I don't know that I did anything wrong. You see, that's your problem. You don't know that you've done something wrong. So why don't you tell me what you've done wrong? You tell me all the things you've done, and I'll tell you whether they're wrong. Go on, admit your sins to me. Struggle sessions uh, is is a better way to describe that. That's exactly what I thought of when I saw this from Senator Josh Hawley of Missouri.
fire anybody. You haven't that's compensated a single not, victim. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. There's families of victims here today. Have you apologized to the victims? Would I'm, you like to do so now? Well, they're here. You're on national television. Would you like now to apologize to the victims who have been harmed by your product? Show them the pictures. Would you like to apologize for what you've done to these good people? And he goes about talking to these people and, um, and apologizing to them. So I know, now, I know why? it's a little a little hard to hear, but he turns around and, and goes about apologizing to them. That was a struggle session. And don't ask me to have any respect for Senator Hawley for it, and I'm gonna look at you kind of askew if you do. If Mark Zuckerberg hadn't thought to speak to families that have had their children abused because of predators on Facebook, because of exploitation on Facebook, because there aren't certain levels of controls, well, then that's on Mark Zuckerberg and only proves my point that I should have no respect for the man. Forced apologies aren't okay. They're un-American, it's obscene, and Josh Hawley's wrong. And if Josh Hawley doesn't like it, that ain't my problem. It was gross. It was disgusting. It was absolutely beneath us. Not beneath us is the clear-headed statement of Senator John Kennedy of Louisiana. If you think that Instagram is not hurting millions of our young people, particularly young teens, particularly young women, you shouldn't be driving. It is. That's correct. That's correct. There is no question that social media is doing damage. And so we get to another point here, another part of the conversation. What is the responsibility of the parent? I have uh, kids who are not on social media. Teens. One of them has Snapchat. There is no Facebook. There is no X. There is no TikTok. There is no Instagram. There never has been. Snapchat, because of groups associated with school that utilize it. Are they lying to me and they're on 12 different services? It's possible. My God, you were a kid. You lied to your parents. You remember when your dad gave you a beer when you were only uh, 19? You're like, wow, my first beer? You lied. You lied. Of course you did. We all know you did. Your dad knew you were lying. But heck, it was part of the ritual. Where are the parents in this? Where's the parental responsibility? And how come this is not being addressed and discussed? The whole thing is Mark Zuckerberg's fault alone? There's no parental responsibility. I have a very hard time with this. But the counter to that argument is, Tony, sometimes parents are doing absolutely everything they can. And kids, because they're kids, they do lie. They do have something hidden. They do keep secrets. They do do these things. And that's why we need to engage a level of controls on these platforms. I don't say no.
I don't say no. I think we are certainly proven that when it comes to children, social media doesn't actually have value outside of places to communicate with friends, not necessarily with the general public. That could be a pressuring and threatening public. I think that Mark Zuckerberg is a lousy guy. But I think the idea that you're going to engage a public shaming doesn't make Republicans look good. I thought it was pretty gross. And it isn't going to solve our problem. I'm Tony Katz. This is Tony Katz Today. So this is the latest, a judge dismissing Trump's lawsuit, a judge in London throwing out the lawsuit filed by the former president. This about the dossier. There's no compelling reason to allow the claim to proceed to trial, according to the judge. The dossier funded by Hillary, funded by the Democrats, totally lying about Donald Trump. That's that's not defamation. Eugene Carroll is defamation, but this isn't defamation. You know, sometimes we live in the upside down. It's nuts. By the way, Eugene Carroll could not have looked worse in her media tour. Talking about uh, the money that she got from Trump. She's going to buy clothes with it and a motorcycle. Anybody who associates with her, whew, they've got issues galore. Issues that I could not even begin to comprehend. Find it all at TonyCats.com. This is Tony Katz today.